Hey, I'm Hayes Brown, and here are four stories that you need to know about today. The NFL is going to penalize teams whose members kneel during the national anthem. The organization announced Wednesday that all players must stand for the anthem or their teams will face fines. According to the new rules, if players want to kneel, they'll have to do so in a locker room, out of sight, away from cameras, where no one can see the protest. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said in a statement that team members should, quote, stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem. Goodell said the league will change its game operations manual, which is what the NFL calls its Bible, to reflect the changes. Right now, the manual just says that players have to be on the field for the anthem. The National Football League Players Association, which is the group that represents NFL players, responded that it hadn't been consulted about this new rule and that it will review it as a union. A federal court just ruled that President Donald Trump can't block people on Twitter anymore. On Wednesday, a judge ruled that it was unconstitutional for Trump to block people because they deemed tweets from his at real Donald Trump account to be a, quote, public forum. That means the account is under partial governmental control and can't exclude people based on political beliefs. Columbia University's Knight First Amendment Institute, along with several other Twitter users who Trump has blocked, first brought the case against Trump and his staff in July. Trump's long, sordid history of Twitter started back in March 2009, way before his presidency, when he first created his account. But since Trump has entered the Oval Office, his Twitter has become a place where he appoints and fires staff and conducts, you know, actual foreign policy. On Sunday, he even issued an order to the Department of Justice through a tweet. And the White House has said Trump's tweets are official statements. Rather than issuing an injunction to force Trump to go back and unblock users, the judge simply issued a ruling that blocking people is unconstitutional if you're president of the United States, so Trump will likely follow the rules. Yulia Skripal, the daughter of former Russian spy Sergei Skripal, has spoken for the first time since someone attempted to assassinate her and her father with a chemical nerve agent. In a statement to Reuters about her recovery, Yulia said she and her father are lucky to be alive. She was in a coma for 20 days and her father is still recovering. She said, quote, My life has been turned upside down. Yulia's father, Sergei, is a former Russian agent who turned on Russia and began working for Britain's Secret Intelligence Service, or MI6, of James Bond fame. Sergei and Yulia were found unconscious in the British town of Salisbury. The incident sparked a crisis between the UK and Russia, and Yulia's statement will probably bring back questions about who tried to kill them. UK Prime Minister Theresa May blamed Russia for the poisoning, since the chemical use, called Novichok, was once developed by the Soviet military. But Russia's UK ambassador blamed British authorities for the attack. It's been a big deal. As a result of the assassination attempt, countries from around the world, including the US, started expelling Russian diplomats from their countries. Okay, so, show of hands that we can't see because this is a podcast, how many times have you listened to Beyonce's Lemonade? The answer may be high, but it's probably not as many times as Tidal, the music streaming service owned by Jay-Z, says you did. A Norwegian newspaper's year-long investigation into Tidal found that the music streaming service inflated its streaming numbers for music from some artists like Beyonce and Kanye West. One of the authors of the investigation, Marcus Tobiasen, said Tidal shared listening habits for Lemonade and Kanye's The Life of Pablo that were literally impossible for a normal human being. For example, Tidal said The Life of Pablo had been streamed 250 million times in its first 10 days. People in the music industry struggled to make sense of that number. The newspaper got Tidal's data through an anonymous source. After Tobiasen showed users their listening habits from the data, they were shocked. They saw, quote, 
these statistically impossible patterns of themselves supposedly playing Lemonade over and over again. Other albums were affected too, but to a lesser degree than those two. Inflating numbers for one artist will make their market share go up, which allows them to make more money, but for all other artists, their share and profits go down. Now, a bunch of music organizations are demanding an audit of Tidal's figures. In a statement emailed to BuzzFeed News, Tidal CEO Richard Sanders denied that the streaming numbers had been manipulated. Make sure to check out our new podcast, The News from BuzzFeed News. It's a weekly news show that goes beyond the day-to-day and is hosted by Julia Furlan. Check it out wherever you find reporting to you. The News from BuzzFeed News. We're smart, not stuffy.